So good morning, everybody, and welcome to our show today. Of all of the topics that I write and speak about, this is probably up there with my favorite ones. Um, it's not just that I feel so strongly about the message that I'm going to be delivering today, but I love seeing the light bulbs go on out in the audience when people realize, wait a minute, I don't have to beg for referrals. I don't have to do this. This realization, this paradigm shift, I believe truly has the power to change careers and therefore to, to change lives. And yeah, I think that's pretty cool when I can help change somebody's life for the better. Um, obviously, I'm talking about one of real estate's favorite prospecting activities, referral begging. So what is referral begging? Well, it's, it's pretty much what it sounds like. It means that you're going out into the world and begging for business and referrals from the people that you find out there. Now, of course, nobody calls it begging. I mean, I do. But the proponents of this approach certainly don't. They call it asking or reminding or appreciating or even obligating. But here we call it what it is, begging. Now, lest you wonder where I stand on the issue of begging for referrals, I'll just tell you right here, right now, in public, don't do it. Okay? Don't do it. Don't ask for, remind, beg, bribe, appreciate, or obligate for referrals. Ever. Okay? Now, let me ask you, when I say that, what comes to mind? Do you have any objections that come up when I say don't do it ever, don't appreciate, don't ask, don't bribe, don't yada, yada, yada? Are you saying, but, 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 but Jennifer, what about this? Or how do I do that? Okay, well, if those objections or but, but, buts or just questions are coming to mind, I need you to share those with me, and that is how you will enter to win the contest today. I will tell you no one has ever changed my mind with a but, 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 but hey, you never know. Maybe today would be the first time ever, but I want to make sure that I am addressing your objections to this idea or your confusion or your, your just concerns. Um, by the way, uh, for those of you who have been around Sell with Soul any length of time, pretty much everything I'm going to say today may, is probably going to sound familiar. I don't have any you know, brand new fresh material on the subject because I feel the same way I felt about it for years. So you know, if it sounds familiar, hey, you know, no worries. Um, it's good information, and I, I think that you know, you'll, you'll, you'll come out of it with some things that you didn't remember that you had heard before. So, alrighty. So why am I so adamant about not asking, reminding, appreciating, or obligating for referrals? Well, lots and lots of reasons. Let me give you them. Reason number one, asking for referrals tells your friends that you're desperate for business, that you're not as successful as you'd like to be, that you haven't been able to build a business based on your reputation and the accolades of your satisfied past clients. Are these things true? Yeah, maybe they are. I mean, they may be true. In fact, for a lot of agents, particularly new ones, they probably are true. You know, if, if you're new in the business or newer, you haven't, you, you know, truly haven't had time to build a business based on your past successes. All of us have started somewhere. And we've all had days or weeks or months or sometimes even years where, where we are desperate for business, that we're not enjoying the success that we would like to be enjoying and we're not seeing the referral and the, the repeat business that we deserve. That is the nature of how we, how we make our living. And I can promise you that even 
your most successful competition um, has, uh, you know, they have periods where they feel vulnerable and uncertain and, you know, maybe not sure where they're, where that next commission check is coming from, how they're going to pay their mortgage. But just because it's normal in a real estate career to feel a little hungry, maybe even a little desperate from time to time, it doesn't mean that it's a good idea to advertise it to our potential clients by begging for business. Now, I want to tell you something I think is kind of funny. Whenever, I mean, I've written a lot about referral begging, and all you have to do is Google, you know, the word referral begging, and you'll find lots and lots of things that I've written about it. And a lot of agents will agree with me up front. Um, they agree wholeheartedly with the anti-referral begging philosophy. And they even say, God, I just, I feel so good about my, you know, about my decision to stop with all the I love referral logos and stuff like that. But then what's funny is their business then gets slow, not as a result of this, but, you know, just in general, they're, you know, maybe their business slows down and they get nervous and they'll write to me asking for my permission to go back to the referral begging because they really need the business. Now, I want to assure you that I never, ever give advice that is going to lose you good business. Yeah, I do preach a lot about the golden rule, but I promise you I'm as mercenary as anyone, so I'm not going to tell you to do something just because it's the quote-unquote right thing to do. All of the advice I give on any subject comes from a desire for you to make more money, and that includes not begging for referrals. Okay, so again, let's go back to why I'm so opposed to asking for referrals when every other real estate sales trainer on the planet swears that it's the right thing to do, that it's your duty to do. Okay, so reason one was it makes you look desperate. Reason number two, asking for referrals is unnecessary, or at least it should be. If someone does a great job for me, I'm going to refer them all over town, and I'm delighted to refer somebody that I'm, I'm tickled pink with. I'm happy to send, you know, to hand out their business card or refer them to their website or just say, here, Google them or, you know, here's their Facebook page, whatever. I don't have to be asked to spread the news of someone who's done a great job for me. In fact, I don't want to be asked. Now, I'm thinking probably, if you're honest with yourself, you're the same way. If, if someone really knocks your socks off with their service, don't you happily refer them if the opportunity arises. Assuming you were thrilled with their service, don't you actually want to refer them, want to reward them for doing, you, for doing such a great job? I'm thinking you do, okay? Now, chances are you weren't asked to do it. It just came naturally to you. It's, it's cool to be a resource for our friends. Uh, it makes us appear smart to have an answer to the question, you know, hey, do you know anybody good who does this or that? And when you can answer with confidence, and I'll tell you what else, it makes you feel even smarter when the referral goes well. And that leads me to my next point, or my next reason, I guess, my next reason for not asking for referrals. And that's because I believe asking for referrals can be counterproductive to your goal of actually getting referrals. Why do I say that? Well, think about your own referral patterns. Can you think of somebody in the last week or month or few months or whatever that you've referred to somebody else, wholeheartedly referred, said, you've got to try this person? Okay, was that person someone you felt sorry for, someone you knew needed the business 
and was on the verge of bankruptcy if they didn't get a referral from you? Okay. Or was it someone you knew would take exceptional care of your friend? Okay. I'm guessing it's the latter. You referred somebody because you were impressed with them, not because you felt sorry for them. The thing is, the thing about referrals is if you're relying on people to refer you because they feel sorry for you, referrals are pretty risky. You know, so I'm probably not going to refer somebody simply because I feel sorry for them. I really don't want a referral to go bad, okay? So I need to know that that person is going to take great care of my of my referral. Okay, how is this related? Well, if you always seem to be on the hunt for business, if you always seem to be sending out the message that you don't have as much business as you want, this is likely going to be perceived by the people you know as desperation, and that is not at all attractive. All right? Um, so that's reason three not to ask for referrals because it actually can be counterproductive to your goal of getting them. All right? The next reason not to ask for referrals is that doing so puts that person on the spot. I get pretty irritated when my friend, with my friends when they are constantly asking me for business or referrals. Now, if I want to send somebody business, like I just said, I'll do it. But if I don't, there may be a reason I'm not sending them business. I don't want to lose a friendship over it, but, you know, maybe there's something there. But I am happy to refer somebody that I think will do a good job, but if that person puts me on the spot, and implies an obligation on my part to refer to her, then I hate to say this, but I'm almost maybe a little rebellious enough to withhold my referral business when somebody makes me feel obligated to them. All right? Okay, fifth reason I don't believe in asking for referrals, a.k.a. referral begging. I think it's professional. Unpro ah, I think it's unprofessional, not professional. I am. Um, I've told the story many times of how I think I have the world's greatest accountant. Okay, I've been using him for 20 years, I think, and I've referred a lot of people to him. I just, I think he walks on water. He saves me gobs of money every year, and I just think he's he's wonderful. Well, back in the 90s, he left a long-term partnership, and in conjunction with his new venture, he sent out a letter to all of his current clients. You know, letting, letting us know of his new venture and also just putting something in there about, you know, if you know anybody who needs quality accounting services, um, you know, please don't hesitate to refer them to me or something like that. And I remember reading this, and this was, I mean, I would just probably just started in real estate, so I certainly hadn't given any thought to the concept of writing about referral begging. But I remember at that time being a little taken aback that I was like, whoa. I figured this guy had tons of business, and here he is sending me a pitch asking for referrals. Now, I'm happy, I was happy to send him referrals, but it was just odd to me. It was unprofessional, in my opinion, for him to send out a letter asking for referrals because I thought he was already very successful. Okay, So he never did it again, and you know, to date I still send him plenty of business. But, I mean, this was literally almost... 20 years ago, and I still remember feeling like, huh, that's weird. I thought he was, you know, very successful. So, um, all right, so those are the five reasons I believe you should not ask for, ask for, beg for, bribe for, what we're going to talk about next, 
um, referrals, business or referrals. Let me see if I can go through them again real quickly just to, re- to let's see. Um, it makes you look desperate. Um, it's unnecessary or it should be. It's counterproductive to your goal of actually getting referrals because when it makes you look desperate, people wonder if sending you business is going to go bad. Okay, it puts the other person on the spot, makes them uncomfortable, and it's unprofessional. Okay, so what I'd like to do now then is move on to another level of referral begging, and that's what I call referral bribing. Okay, don't do it. Okay, just don't. Don't bribe for business. Are you out there going, well, duh, Jennifer, why would I bribe for business? Well, you've done it. I know you've done it because I've done it. I think every real estate agent I know has done it on some level. You've tried to bribe either your sphere of influence or shoot strangers to work with you. So you've done it by offering, you know, special deals or, you know, some sort of referral bonus. I know they're not technically legal, but, you know, you might have tried something. You know, gifts um, or contributions to charity of choice. You've tried to encourage people to hire you and to refer you, not based on your exceptional service, but on your exceptional kickbacks. And I've done it. I mean, I did it a lot. Okay? Now, you know, raise your hand out there. Tell me, have you participated in any referral bribing? Okay? I'm guessing most of you have your hand raised. Now, has it worked for you? I'm betting it hasn't. Now, there are people certainly who have taken advantage of your generous offer. I mean, I'm positive that there have. I once offered a case of wine for a referral. And darn it, if I didn't get some referrals that I had to haul around and, you know, give that wine to. But you know what? I'd have gotten those referrals anyway if I were just staying in touch with people, as we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But so my point is, is that when you bribe for referrals, the business that you get, you'd have either gotten or not gotten regardless of your bribe. And I believe that in doing the bribe, you you took an unnecessary risk with your credibility. Now, here's the thing. is I know that when you do this, your heart's in the right place. You only have good intentions by offering the, you know, the, the referral bonuses, whatever they are, to your friends. But it's very likely to backfire. Your friends are going to be happy to send business to you if you think that you'll, t- that you'll take good care of it. When you offer an incentive, it goes back to making you look um, a little desperate and, and unprofessional. Now, this is certainly not to say that you don't thank people when they send business your way. Of course, you should thank people. It would be terribly rude if you didn't. But you know what? A sincere thank you will go just as far as an expensive gift when you're showing your appreciation. It may go even further. People just want to be acknowledged and appreciated. And you know what the best way to reward referral behavior is? Any ideas? What's the very best way to reward referral behavior? Okay? I'm going to sit on that for a minute and remind me to come back to it. But if anybody has a guess, as to what's the very best way to reward someone for referring to you. And it's not a case of wine. Okay, shoot that in if you have any thoughts, and then I'll, I'll come back to that. Okay, so hopefully um, you're all a little bit convinced that referral begging is a bad thing, or at least something to, to think about. Okay, so, so what do you do instead? All right, 
how do you let your friends and your family and your acquaintances and your potential clients and your clients know that you'd really love to get their referrals without looking desperate, without asking for them? Well, before I answer that, let me go back and see if any of you had a guess. And yes. The question was, what is the very best way to reward somebody who refers to you? The best way is to make them look good. How do you do that? By doing a great job. So that when the person they referred to you goes back to your friend and says, oh my God, you know, Jennifer is awesome. Thank you so much for referring her. That's the best way is to do an excellent job for the person that was referred to you so that the referrer looks smart. Because I can tell you what, if the referral goes bad, <laughs> you can buy that person a case of wine, you can buy them a gift card to Home Depot, you can buy them a Rolex watch, and they're not going to refer you again. I can promise you that. So anyway, that is all just to emphasize that the very best way to actually get referral business is to be really good at what you do. When you're good at what you do and you love what you do, referrals come. They just do. When you're fabulous at what you do, people will seek you out without a whole lot of effort on your part. And I can promise you it's the God's honest truth that <laughs> Lucy, I know it's going to be noisy, sorry. Um, let's see, that if you have a database full of very satisfied past clients, by the time you have that database full of very satisfied past clients, your days of pursuing business are pretty much over. Okay, so But what do you do in the meantime while you're building that database of, of very satisfied past clients to get the word out that you're open for business and that you would appreciate business and referrals? What do you do? Well, first, it, there really isn't an opposite approach of not begging for referrals. Okay, it's not like, okay, I'm not going to beg for referrals. What do I do instead? Well, there's nothing really you do instead. Just don't do it. Okay, whatever it is that you're doing to generate business for yourself, do that and just leave the annoying referral begging out of it. Now, unless your entire approach to building your business is, you know, based solely on just sending out reminders to people to send you business, your business really shouldn't change all that much. Okay, so there, again, there's not an opposite approach to referral begging. Just don't do it. Okay, but... I know what you're asking when you say, okay, well, I get it. I don't want to beg for referrals. What do I do instead? What I think you want to know, how to educate the people you know and the people you meet as to how you work, okay, that you do depend on referrals. Now, a lot of people don't know that, okay? A lot of people don't know how a real estate agent gets business, not necessarily because they don't care, actually probably because they don't care. I mean, most people really don't care you know, how your buyers and sellers find you. So it is very possible that your sphere of influence doesn't realize that you do work by referral. And so the trick to getting that message across is to do it without sounding desperate or putting anyone on the spot. Okay? Is that, does that make sense? Okay. Well, it's really not hard to let the people that you know know in a non-threatening way, a non um, desperate sounding way, a, a professional way that you enjoy a referral based business. Okay, did you catch what I said? That you enjoy a referral based business. 
Now, don't you think that sounds a, a lot more professional than I heart referrals or, oh, by the way, do you know anyone or the greatest compliment I receive is, okay? I enjoy a referral-based business because it just happens naturally without effort because I'm so darn cool, right? Okay? So here are some ways that you can get the point across that you enjoy a referral-based business with the people that you know without coming right out and asking for business or referrals. I'm going to give you some tips here. Keep in mind, a lot of these can be done in conversations, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations when you're talking to people. Or if you do mass emails or other sort of mass communicating with your sphere of influence, pretty much all of these tips I'm going to give you could be incorporated into the content that you send out if it's done properly. Okay? So let's see. Idea number one. Come up with a fun story about a referral that you received. Okay? If you have to embellish the details a little bit, go ahead and embellish them. And have the story ready if the opportunity comes up to, to share it with a new friend or a client or even, even an old friend. And you can totally recycle this story for years. Okay? I mean, a simple example might be maybe you had a client who was very difficult and they didn't seem to like you much. Um, and it was, a, it was a difficult transaction, but you got it done. And then, lo and behold, this person is your biggest source of business. Okay, so you could come up with a story. Again, you can embellish the details a little bit. But, yeah, just about a client that you thought wasn't happy with you and turns out they've been sending you business for years. Okay, I bet we all have stories like that that we could, you know, just kind of practice it so that when the opportunity arises, you can share that with someone. And so, see, you got the point across that you do work by referral. You love getting referrals. Okay, and it's totally appropriate to send you referrals. Okay, another sort of a, an offshoot on that concept is to come up with a fun story about a client that you got that wasn't a referral. Okay, now the story has to be kind of interesting, but the point about this is to tell the story with sort of a, a tone of surprise that I got this awesome client and, it, and she wasn't a referral. I mean, most of my business comes in by referral, so this was really cool. The story I told, I had a story, and I told it for years, and it was mostly true. <laughs> um, I was sitting on floor time one day in my real estate office on a Saturday or Sunday, and in walks a local celebrity. In fact, she was a national celebrity a few years ago when something happened, but it was a local Denver celebrity. She walks into my real estate office, wants to buy a house, sold her house, and she ended up referring a lot of her other local Denver celebrities to me through the years. Now, I was able to, one, tell this story to people, and they were kind of impressed, you know, that a local celebrity, you know, hired me to be their real estate agent, so it was a good story that way. But I also got to kind of throw in the thing about, here I am sitting on floor time, you know, I mean, most of my business comes in by referral, and then this famous person walks in off the street and hires me. How cool is that? Okay, again, you got to throw in the notion that you work by referral. You know, come up with a story. Hopefully it's, you know, mostly true. And embellish it a little bit, make it a good story, and feel free to tell it for years when the opportunity arises. Okay, 
Here's another thing that I did once, totally by accident. I didn't mean to do it, but once I did it, I went, well, shoot, that was smart, and I did it some more. Um, I was sitting talking with a new seller client. We were sitting around the dining room table talking about listing their home, and I just they were, the, they were great people. They were fun. I was enjoying talking to them. And just out of the blue, I, I said, you know, this is why I love working by referral. I get to meet the nicest people. See what I did there? Okay, one, I said, I work by referral, and then I complimented them for being such cool people, which they totally were. And I will tell you, this particular couple was responsible for, I can't even tell you, how much business over the years. I don't know if it's because I told them that or they were just happy with me, but um, it certainly worked. Okay, um, sort of related to that, if you get a client from more traditional prospecting, um, you know, mailers or um, floor time or, or whatever, you can just casually express surprise to them when the thing's going well. You know that, wow, it's it, it's um, you know I, I get most of my business by referral, so you know, wow, this is unusual for me to actually find clients from something I don't know. You can make something up. Um, another idea when you're talking with your friends or clients about your real estate business, you can use sort of a an assumptive close by just casually saying something like, hey, you know, if you want to send a referral my way, um, you know, be sure to give them, a, you know, my website so they can check me out ahead of time. Or just not, do you know anybody who wants to buy or sell? If so, here's my business card. But, hey, if, if you ever want to send anybody my way, um, here's my website, here's my blog, here's my, you know, whatever. More of an assumptive that they're going to do it. All right. Um, last tip in this category, in this segment, if, if somebody asks you about your real estate business, no matter what it is that they're asked, you know, they're just being polite, they're asking you about your real estate business, see if you can slip in the phrase, well, since I work mostly by referral, dot, 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 what are some things you might be able to say? Well, you know, well, since I work mostly by referral, I really don't do a lot of advertising, or since I work mostly by referral, um, it and I you know I don't have to spend a lot of time prospecting. It doesn't affect my family life as much as it does with you know for some agents. But think about well, since I work mostly by referral, dot dot dot. What could you say that isn't braggy? That isn't you know pitchy? Just the reality of your business model because you enjoy a referral-based business. All right. Let's say that you're agreeing with me mostly, but you're not ready to go cold turkey, all right? Is there a way, are there ways that you can still ask people for business that won't come across as desperate, unprofessional, uncomfortable? Well, sort of. Um, I, I still would rather you just get out of the mindset that you have to ask for business, okay? But if you're not quite ready to go there, let me give you some tips on some referral begging tactics that don't bother me as much as some other ones, okay? Um, here's a few. Uh, one point I got a, a card, a thank you card in the mail from one of my readers, um, she was thanking me for writing my book and, you know, giving her the encouragement she needed to stay true to her personality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She enclosed her business card, and on the back, she had handwritten, 
Area Expert for Loveland, Fort Collins, Longmont, Firestone, and Frederick Referrals Welcome. Okay, I thought that was all right. Um, she's not putting me on the spot. She's not discrediting herself. With the, the phrase referrals welcome, she just kind of let me know that referrals were welcome. They weren't demanded. They weren't expected. You know, they weren't needed. But they're just welcome. I, I was okay with that. Um, another variation I've seen on that that is, is okay is, you know, gladly accepting referrals, you know, happily accepting referrals. Again, it's not implying obligation or need or expectation. It's just kind of an almost assumptive, you know, hey, thanks in advance. And maybe you could even do, you know, hey, thanks in advance for any referrals you send my way. I, I really don't want you to do it, but if you insist, that sounds a little better to me. Now, um, several years ago, and I've kept this letter around, I got a letter that was sent to me by a cell whistle reader who had this just this really cool personality. I mean, I'd, I'd corresponded with him online quite a bit, and I could tell he was just a funny, cool, casual guy. All right? So he sent out a letter to his sphere of influence. I'm going to read it to you. And he pulled it off. Okay? Here's what the letter said. If you enjoyed working with me and thought I did a good job for you, please refer me to any friends, coworkers, relatives, heck, even enemies that have questions or needs whatsoever in the realm of real estate. I promise to take very good care of them. Referrals are gold. They're the core of my business model. I really, really don't want to buy billboards or obnoxious ads or paint a stupid logo on my truck. I just want people that I like and who like me to form one big happy circle, and I need your help for that. Okay? I mean, that was cute. That was a way to ask for business, ask for referrals in a way that let his personality shine through. Okay? Um, I think it worked pretty well for him, too, as I recall. So... Before we get to the butt, butt, butts, which is how I'm going to spend the second part of our hour together, I would like all of you to take an assignment, if you choose to accept it, and that is to take a look at your marketing and see if there's anything that qualifies as referral begging. Okay? Look at your business card. Okay? Listen to your outgoing voicemail message. Check your email auto signature and your auto responder if you have one. Okay, look at your website. Look at your blog, okay? If there's any mention of loving referrals or appreciating referrals or being humbled by referrals, consider removing it. Okay, it's totally up to you, obviously. You don't have to, but, but consider it, okay? Now, let me go to my board and see if there's some but, but, buts here. Okay, Scott's asking about testimonials. Um, do testimonials fall into the same category? And that's a great question. Um, yes and no. I mean, one, I do think it's kind of uncomfortable to put someone, I mean, when people ask me for testimonials, especially, have you ever had somebody ask you for a testimonial at the closing? Or do you do that? I mean, I have. I've gone to closings where I'm the client, and they give me this testimonial form that I have to fill out sitting right there with the real estate agent staring at me that has to be included to go back in the packet. And that's extremely uncomfortable. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, say, you know, I mean, you're going to give them a good testimonial, but how valid is that? And to me, it's just very uncomfortable. Um, I also do kind of feel like, you know, asking someone, oh, by the way, can you give me a testimonial? It's, it's not as bad as referral begging, but it is still a little bit, I mean, 
you want people to give you a testimonial because they want to, not because you ask them for it. Now, I think that there are ways to get testimonials without outright asking for them, and we don't really have time to go in, you know, to that in depth today. But my kind of, I'll give you the basic version, is after the transaction, well, there's two things to do. One, one of the things I think every real estate agent ought to do during a transaction is about halfway through say, hey, how am I doing? How are we doing? Are you satisfied with how this is going so far? Is there anything you think I could be doing better? Um, any feedback you want to give me on how this is going? I mean, this is going to accomplish two things. I mean, one, you know, if there is something you could be doing better, they'll tell you maybe, hopefully. Wouldn't that be cool? Um, and then you can do it better and also then do it better going forward. Or if they're tickled with what you're doing, you're very likely going to get some testimonial material in there. But you're in the transaction. So to me, it's a little more natural to say, you know, how are we doing? Are you satisfied with the level of communication you're getting from me? Would you rather, you know, me email more, call more, call less, whatever? But to solicit feedback, okay, not testimonial, feedback during the transaction. I think you'll get some good material in there. Um, the other thing to do, kind of related, but afterwards, is to ask your clients, this is, I didn't make this up, I wish I had, but ask your clients for advice to give your future clients. Okay, now you've gone, you know, just sort of saying, you know, you've gone through this entire transaction with me. Um, I, you know, what did you learn? I'd love to share your feedback with my future clients. And I think a lot of times you'll get testimonial material out of that as well without directly asking for it. Okay, so hopefully that was helpful. Ah, here's a, I love this but, but, but. Um, will my sphere think, this is from Mickey, will my sphere think I'm too busy to handle referrals and out of respect not want to bother me? Love that question. Basically what, what she's asking is, you know, if I'm not out there soliciting business, if I'm not out there looking for business, will my, my friends think that I'm too busy for business and not want to bother me? Okay. Well, the only way your friends are going to feel that you're too busy and not want to bother you is if you're acting frazzled if you're complaining about how busy you are, if you're not showing up for social things when you say you're going to because you're just so busy, if you're acting frazzled, out of control, frustrated, whining about your business, then, yeah, they're going to think you're too busy. Otherwise, if you are professionally busy, people like that, okay? You know, you ever notice, I mean, if you go to a casino, you know, people don't sit down at the table where nobody's at. They want to be at the table where everybody's at. Um, you know, people get in lines because there's obviously something going on there. So if you come across as successfully busy but not frazzled, nobody is going to not hire you because they don't want to bother you. Now, does that happen sometimes? It probably does, but I don't think referral begging is the answer. Um, you know, sometimes I've gone out to look for people to help, you know, to serve me in something. And if they don't get back with me promptly, you know, I'll ask a question. I did this the other day. I sent a real estate agent in a different city a question, and I'm looking for a real estate agent. I sent her a question, and she hasn't gotten back to me. Now, do I think she's too busy for me? Well, maybe, you know. But had she gotten back to me, I wouldn't have thought she was too busy. Okay, so responsiveness is important. 
Um, but referral begging is not the answer to your friends forgetting you're in business. All right. Um, ah, Carlos saying, everyone says to ask for referrals, and almost all of the agents have a tagline in their email signatures, and they are successful. Okay, let's break that apart. One, do you really think they're successful because their tagline begs for referrals? I mean, one, every other real estate agent on the planet has it, so it's certainly not unique. It's not like, you know, you have a, a business card of somebody and it says, I love referrals, and you go, oh, my goodness, this person loves referrals. I'm going to send them referrals. Okay, that isn't why they're successful. You know, it's just it's, people just think that's what they're supposed to do. But I can guarantee you they are not getting business because their tagline says, I love referrals, I heart referrals. Referrals are the greatest compliment. Now, it's possible if you could come up with a really, 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 really clever tagline that no one's ever seen before that has something to do with referrals, people might notice, but I still guarantee you, you're not going to base a, su a successful business on that. Now, maybe what you're asking here is, well, they put it on their cards and it doesn't seem to be hurting them. It's working for them. Well, I don't think it's working for them. Um, I don't think it's, it's not, br again, it's not bringing them in business. And is it pushing business away? I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe not, but it's not doing anything. I would much rather you see the valuable real estate on your business card or on your, um, you know, on your website or your marketing material be something actually meaningful that might inspire someone to say, hey, that's an interesting marketing statement. That's an interesting mission statement. I like that person. You know, I heart referrals. Come on, everybody does that. So. You know, as far as having it on your marketing materials, I think that's a waste of space and a waste of a message. Okay. Now, yes, everybody tells you to go out and ask for business. They tell you to go out and ask for referrals. And they say, well, you know, it's, it's obviously working for them. Look how successful they are. Well, I'm going to challenge you to consider that all of their referral begging activity is actually hurting them that one, they would be successful with or without it because they know a lot of people, they're good real estate agents, they have a good marketing strategy aside from referral begging. I guarantee you they're not successful because they are asking for referrals. They're doing something else that's working. But the referral begging may very well be pushing people away from them. They could be even more successful. Okay? I mean, think about on a very basic, a very basic level, Let's say that you have a friend who is who sells, I don't know, Advocare, you know, the health stuff, and that every time they call you, they ask you if you'd like to buy some Advocare or if you'd like to come to one of their Advocare parties so that you can, you know, sell it too. Are you going to start avoiding that person? I am. Okay. I tell you, the first time they do it, I'm going to consider not taking their phone calls in the future. I'm going to consider not inviting them to my social occasions because I think they're going to bother me and my friends pitching their stuff. Okay? So it is my firm belief that no one is successful in real estate or anything else because they beg for business. They're successful in spite of it or because they're doing other things that are working. But I can promise you it's not the referral begging. Okay? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, Mary Lou saying, how do I get the word out? What about constantly passing your business cards out? Um, let's, let's, you know, turn the tables, okay? What if you were looking for 
an accountant or I don't know, think of a self-employed, you know, insurance broker, like whatever. What would work on you to inspire you to think of this person that you'd want to hire? I mean, if you went to a party, let's say, and the insurance agent is handing out his business cards to everybody there, are you going to avoid him? You probably are. I mean, I would, especially if he's trying to sell me some life insurance right then and there or pushing me for an appointment. So how do you get your name out there? I mean, that's a subject for a different day. Um, but begging for referrals, asking for business is not the way to do it. Okay. One of the objections I get a lot, and it may be on here and I haven't gotten to it, but it's, you know, well, if you don't ask, you don't get. you got to ask for what you want. And that's true in a lot of instances. I mean, if, you know, I always say if you want fries with your Big Mac, you're going to have to ask for them. You know, if you want your broker to give you a nicer office, you're probably going to have to ask for it. Yes, there are a lot of things in this world that if you don't ask for them, you're not going to get them. But that does not apply here. It's not the same thing as asking for business, asking for referrals for all of the reasons that I discussed earlier. It's unprofessional. It puts people on the spot. It implies that you're desperate. If you're at McDonald's and you want some French fries and you ask for them, that person on the other side of the counter is not going to be thinking, well, this person you know, is certainly desperate. They want some French fries. You know, it's just not the same thing. Okay. Let's see. Another question about testimonials. Thank you. Um, Virginia is saying, um, but you can't possibly touch base with every person you know within a six-month period. Okay, and Virginia, if you want to elaborate a little bit, um, are you saying that, I mean, what do you, what's your plan instead? Okay, I mean, are you saying you can't touch base with every person? Are you saying, well, I can't go have a conversation with everybody I know every six months, therefore how am I supposed to tell them I want referrals? Well, that's part of the big picture question of how do I build my real estate business? How do I let the people that I meet, the people I know that I'm a real estate agent? Um, again, you're going to have to come up with a solution to that. Just don't include the referral begging. Okay, yeah, do you need to stay in touch with the people that you know? Yes, you do. And you can do that without it being about referral begging. I see an awful lot of drip campaigns that people put out there and real estate agents gobble them up, and every single one of them is about hire me, hire me, hire me. Hey, do you know anybody to refer me? And I'm like, God, this is boring. I'm not going to read this. I'm going to delete them the next time I see it because there's nothing of value in here. So if your entire marketing strategy is telling people how desperate you are for business every two weeks, you know, I think you need a new marketing strategy. And there are plenty of things out there that you can do that are of interest to your audience that would inspire them to remember you and think of you as, as a real estate agent. Okay? Um, Related, Dawn saying, why not keep your name in front of people? You can certainly keep your name in front of people, although that's a subject I discuss in depth in, you know, in other platforms. Um, leave the referral begging out of it. Okay? You want anything that you send out to people to be meaningful and interesting to them, not all about you and your needs for business. All right? So, um, huh. Rebecca, great question. I agree with your philosophy of no referral begging. Do you recommend that a new agent share this belief during a conversation with a potential broker? That's a great question. Um, and a lot of big franchise brokers out there are huge proponents of referral begging. They are. 
In fact, you'll, you'll get enormous pressure at these franchises to participate in these referral begging parties. And those of you who are in those franchises, you know who you are. Um, you know, if, if you're interviewing with a broker and you're asking them about, you know, well, what's, you know, what's the training program and they, you know, and they tell you that, it, well, it's this training program and you'll be, you know, calling your sphere of influence every week and asking them if they know anybody who wants to buy or sell and you say, well, I don't want to do that, the broker is going to do a couple, one of a couple things. One, they're going to say, well, yes, you are. Or they're going to look at you like you're crazy because you're new to real estate and they're experienced and, you know, obviously they know better. Um, you're going to have to have a plan instead. You're going to have to say, well, I'm really not comfortable with that, but here's what I will do. Okay? Um, or, you know, just keep interviewing until you find a place that is, that there's not going to be this sort of Kool-Aid that you're going to have to drink. Because that Kool-Aid, the temptation or the pressure to drink that Kool-Aid, from what I've heard, can be pretty strong. Okay? So should you share it with a broker or not? Um, if you have a plan instead, you know, if, if they tell you, well, here's what, you know, we're going to teach you to do, and you go, well, I don't want to do that, you know, I could certainly see the broker saying, all right, well, what's your plan? Okay, so you'll need to have a plan. Lindsay's asking, what do you think about reaching out regularly to your sphere through informative emails, market analyses of the properties, but not asking for referrals? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and if, any of you, I'm sure some of you do, have my book, Prospect with Soul. I talk about a lot of ways to reach out to your sphere with information that's, that's helpful to them, not all about you. Now, I will tell you, I get an email every, I'm guessing it's every month, from somebody in a different market. I don't know how I got on her email list. She sends out market stats every month, this very fancy multi-page email of market stats. I don't care at all. I mean, I look at it every month because I just look at it and I roll my eyes and I'm like, why is she sending this to me? But why is she sending it to anybody? I mean, even people in the local market, it's boring. It's just a bunch of numbers. Okay, so remember, what you're sending out needs to be of interest to your audience, not just some report that you pulled off of your MLS and are sending out every month. Okay, so, you know, I would highly recommend if you haven't read prospect with soul that you do <laughs> you're here on this show looking for my advice and prospect with soul is full of advice on how to you know generate a successful real estate business without referral begging that's not what the book's about but obviously it's ideas to do it without that and there are two or three chapters in there of ways to communicate with your sphere of influence um, on a written basis that don't include that are you know interesting and meaningful to them okay um Okay, that's good. Nice, okay. Um, how would out-of-town realtors know about you and your potential as a source if you don't let them know you're there and can take their referrals? Good question. Um, first of all, I, I doubt that out-of-town realtors are going to be a significant source of business for you in all likelihood. So I don't want you to fret too much and spend too much effort trying to attract business from, from other agents. But think about... Let's say you're in, let's say, I don't know where you are, Salt Lake City, and you need to refer somebody to, what's another place, Logan or um, you know San Francisco or somewhere. How would you go find that person? I mean, do you know somebody who lives in San Francisco or Boise or wherever? Probably not. So what are you going to do? You know, you're probably going to go online and just see, see what you find there. So 
you know, do I want you spending a lot of money, a lot of time marketing to out-of-area real estate agents? I wouldn't. I mean, I, I wouldn't. There's a lot better resources. There's a lot better sources of business for you than real estate agents out of the area. Okay. If you have the, you know, if you've got a great web presence, that's going to probably be the thing that will get the out-of-area real estate agents. If you're, you know, part of a, the Remax referral network or the CRS referral network, things like that. But I really wouldn't spend a whole lot of time worrying about that. Which brings me to another question. Um, one thing I've I've heard a lot of times is people wanting to know how to generate referrals from their service providers, their lenders. Okay, their um, lenders is what I hear the most, but even their inspectors or other people that they do business with. And again, I'm going to tell you, don't worry about it. Okay, first of all, keep in mind that a good lender works for with a lot of real estate agents, and there ain't no way you're going to be that lender's real estate agent of choice, probably. I mean, one, they don't really need to alienate every other real estate agent in town, right? And you know, if they're a good lender, which is who you want, they're not in the business of supplying you leads. The lenders that I've worked with who have wanted to supply me with leads were new ones. Nothing wrong with that, but they were kind of doing the same thing I was trying to do. And both of us looking for business didn't really result in a whole lot of business. So I wouldn't, I, if I were going to pick a lender, it would be the best lender I could find, not the one who promised to send business my way. I mean, I was a very good real estate agent, and I could count on one hand the number of referrals I got from lenders through the years. Just don't worry about it. You know, same thing with your inspectors. They certainly are not going to want to alienate every other real estate agent in town, you know, by making you their realtor of choice. Okay? Um, so just don't worry about it. There's better, better sources of business out there. Um, we had a question early on about how do I get referrals from my broker. Now, that's a different story. Okay? Um, it, depending on your office structure, and I have no idea, you know, there's so many structures out there, but depending on the structure, you know, whether or not there's a referral, you know, a formal referral program in your office, what I would do is, one, be in the office, not all the time, because obviously then you're not doing business, but, you know, be respectful to your broker, be friendly with your broker, be appreciative of your broker, don't whine to your broker, you know, don't go to your broker and whine to them about how desperate you are, it's kind of the same thing, right? I mean, if you're flitting around the office, you know, and you're, you know, you're busy and you got a smile on your face and you're taking care of business and you got stuff going on, if I'm a broker, that's the agent I'm referring to, not the one that's sitting in their office whining about not having enough business. Okay? So to get business from your broker, it's kind of the same as, you know, getting business from people you know. You want to be a real estate agent who is gives the impression that they're going to get the job done and they're going to make the broker look good. I can pretty much promise you, I mean, I'm not a broker. Well, I am, but I'm not a managing broker. If I had five real estate agents working under me and a referral came in and I've got a one agent who's sitting in her office crying all the time because she doesn't have enough business, she's not getting my referral because I don't trust her. Okay, as painful as that may sound, I want my referral to go well. And the way I judge whether it's going to go well is I'm going to look at the people who are doing a good job, who are busy. All right. Um, uh, Michelle has a good point. And, you know, she said people, 
you know, people just aren't people aren't out there in the world looking to refer to a real estate agent. It's just not on their mindset, and that's absolutely true. I mean, there are some people who will never refer you, no matter what you do, even if you're wonderful. They're just it's just not who they are. It's just not in their mindset, and you're not going to change that whether you beg them for referrals or not. You're not going to change that whether you bribe them for referrals or not. They're just not the referring types. Okay, so, but but some people are. So you don't want to get your feelings hurt. You know, I have people. You know, I've you know, and when I was in real estate, I had people I knew loved me, never sent me one referral ever. It just wasn't in their personality. But um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the paradigm that I want to make sure everybody gets out of this call is that if what you're doing isn't working, or if what you're not doing isn't working, it has nothing to do with whether or not you're referral begging. And I can also tell you pretty much if what you're doing is working, it's working despite any referral begging that you have in there. Okay? Uh, Jenna's saying, but what about referrals are my greatest compliment on your emails as a tagline? Um, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody says that. I mean, so what? So you've got referrals are my biggest compliment. Um, is it better than I heart referrals? It's a little bit better, but everybody uses it, so it's meaningless. Okay, and it's okay, but it's meaningless. If you that's a little more, I don't know, interesting and less cliched, that would be good. Um, Sandy's asking, what are your thoughts about including your email signature showing contact information that you're a realtor, license number, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, I know that there are some rules about if you're going to say you're a realtor, you have to include all this other stuff on there. Frankly, when I see somebody's email signature that has all of that stuff on it, it just my eyes kind of glaze over. Um, but if it's legal, you know, if that's the law that you have to have it all on there, then I guess you'll do it if you're going to identify yourself as a realtor. But yes, absolutely, an email signature is a great way to let people know that you are in real estate. If you look at my email signature, it's I have two things on there. I don't make a big fuss over them. One is that I'm the author of Sell with Soul, you know, www.sellwithsoul.com, and then after that. It also talks about my rescue work, you know, my animal rescue work. And I don't make a big fuss about it on there, but people who actually look at my email signature, oh, my gosh, you rescue animals. Um, how cool is that? So, yeah, I think an email signature is a great tool. Conversely, I do not recommend that you use email headers on personal emails, you know, where they pull up your name and there's a big splashy header across the front or across the top of it. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I think emails, personal emails need to be personal. And that doesn't include it coming across looking like a newsletter. Okay, different subject for a different day. But let's see. Um, <laughs> Anne says hi to the doggies. Um, okay, Renee's saying, but, but, but. My business coach insists that you must stay top of mind and that they will not remember you if you don't remind them you are in real estate with the, and basically doodads and stuff. They th you will think you think of them first because they advertise all the time. All the time. I disagree with all my heart. I think that the people who are proponents of this approach, if you've got to be in people's face all the time or they'll forget you, have something to sell you, okay? Or they've been brainwashed by the people who want to sell you their crap. Um, you know that people are you that forgettable? I mean, really, are you that forgettable that people need you to be in their face every other day, every other week, um, or else they're going to forget all about you with with doodads and, and gifts and stuff like that? 
Um, I don't believe you are. And if you are, then that's something to work on as opposed to, you know, sending out little doodads all the time and spending a fortune, a fortune doing it. Um, again, this is a topic for, you know, a different teleseminar on how to communicate with the people you know so that you are memorable um, and that they do remember you, but it's not by sending them out, you know, little doodads every other week. I promise you, you are not that forgettable. At least I hope not. Okay. Um, let's see. That, actually, I may have covered most of these. Okay. Let's see. A couple new questions. Prospect with soul or sell with soul? Which one first for newbies or any other books that are helpful at the beginning of this journey? I usually recommend that people new to real estate read Sell with Soul and Prospect with Soul. Okay, Sell with Soul is sort of an overview. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, but Prospect with Soul really digs into building your business. So um, those are the two books that I recommend. I have seven out now, but those are the two that I recommend for people new to either real estate or new to me. Um, also, you know, the book I put out last year, it really is that simple, is a short easy read about how to inspire people to know you, like you, and trust you so that they care about your real estate career. And some of that's covered in Prospect with Soul, but it really is that simple, goes in much deeper to that. Okay? Um, Lucy's saying, what's your opinion on wearing your name tag outside of the office? Um, I'll give you my honest opinion, and you can take it for what it's worth. Um, I would feel weird walking around with a name tag on unless I'm very clearly just coming from the office, you know, and I'm in my little business suit and I just obviously came from something. But, I mean, if I'm in jeans and a, you know, a shirt and I've got a little realtor pin on, I would feel silly. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't. I would feel silly. What I think you can do instead, though, is to find apparel or accessories that say you're a real estate agent in a way that inspires somebody to maybe, you know, comment on it, you know, something funny, you know, a funny T-shirt or a, a bag that, I mean, if you go to, um, what's the name of that website, Cafe Press, cafepress.com, and search real estate. I mean, there's coffee mugs, there's T-shirts, there's bags, there's caps, there's jackets, there's all kinds of stuff. And to me, that's, you know, you want a conversation starter. If you've got a little realtor tag on your, you know, on your, your lapel, I mean, most people aren't going to say, oh, you're a realtor. I mean, so what? Unless they, you know, are looking for someone to, you know, hire that very second and they don't know anybody else, you know. So um, personally, that is my opinion, that I would much rather have something on my body that inspires people to, to strike up a conversation about it that's a little more interesting than a realtor pen. Now, an even better idea I have found personally, I talk about this and it really is that simple, is if you have a hobby or a passion or an interest outside of real estate, that's what you want to wear on your body to get people to start up conversations because they're much more likely to like you and, you know, to like you if you have a common interest that you can start talking about as opposed to, you know, let's say you met somebody who said, I sell insurance, and are you going to go up and, you know, start talking to him? Because, no, because he's going to try to sell you insurance. But I have probably a dozen rescue T-shirts, and I wear them all the time, and people comment on them all the time. 
you know, oh, you're in rescue or, oh, you know, do you, you know, whatever. And if they're animal lovers, we have a natural rapport. Now, I'm not in real estate, but let's say that I were. You know, if I were back in real estate, I can promise you some of those conversations would turn into members of my sphere of influence and potentially clients. Okay? So that's my thought on that. And again, I'd love to hear any of you guys, you know, if you have thoughts on what I'm saying, if you agree or disagree. Um, Joey's asking, how frequently do you suggest contacting people? Is there a recommended number of calls, visits, and emails? Absolutely. Um, I'm going to give you the short and sweet version. Again, it's covered in some of my other, you know, my other materials much more um, in, in, in detail. One, you do not need to contact people every week. You really don't need to contact them every month. Okay, you just don't. That's silly. Okay, but here was my plan, and it worked, is group one is my social network. Group two is everyone else. I try to have a face-to-face or voice-to-voice with everyone in my group one once a quarter. Okay, group one, again, is people I would socialize with, I would like to socialize with. I don't call them up and ask them for referrals, but since these are people I would enjoy socializing with, it's natural for me to say, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee, let's go take a walk, let's, you know, go have a margarita. Okay, group two is everyone else. I'm not going to call them up and ask them how they're doing. I'm not going to invite them out for coffee. Okay, if I were, they would be group one. Um, My plan I wasn't perfect at it, but my plan would be that I would send out three postal mailings a year and a mass email every six weeks. Okay, and if you want to read more about that, you can you can read about it in Soul with Soul or just Google stuff and you'll find it. But that's my plan. Um, um, Okay, Renee's saying I didn't mean to send doodads. I was referring to my coach saying that Coke and Lay's chips are big sellers because they remind you all the time that they. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I misread. Renee had asked the question about um, being top of mind, and she's mentioned Coke and potato chips, and I'm like, why would you give people Coke and potato chips? And I, okay. Um, you don't have the, the – a real estate agent probably doesn't have the budget that Coke and Lay's potato chips have. So if you do – and that, I mean, if you do have millions of dollars to plaster your name all over everything, it might be valuable, but I'm guessing that you don't, okay? So – to me, it's a quality over quantity matter in that you want a, you know, a reasonably robust circle of people in your world to know you, like you, and trust you. And you're not going to buy that. Okay? You're not going to buy that with marketing. And you are not a commodity. You, know, you are a flesh and blood human being with a personality, with interests. And I just personally don't believe that the best way to market that is with mass expensive marketing. It's just different. Okay? And again, my book, it really is that simple. I make that point that we're not, this is not, real estate, a real estate agent is not a commodity. And so the marketing for what we do is different from the marketing that somebody who needs to sell a million pairs of shoes in a year. You don't need to sell a million pairs of shoes. You don't need to sell a million houses. Okay, you need to maybe sell 10 houses, maybe 20 houses. Okay, and there are far more effective ways to make that happen, or 50 houses. I mean, you know, whatever that number is, but there are far more effective ways to make that happen than expensive advertising. Okay, does that help? Okay, sorry I misunderstood your question. So, okay. Okay. 
You didn't say the name of your quick, helpful book for newbies. Um, it really is that simple. Okay, I don't know that it's necessarily for new agents, but um, it's called It Really Is That Simple, and it's you know how to inspire people to know you, like you, and trust you so that they care about what you do for a living. And I'm very proud of that quick, easy little book. So I hope you enjoyed the show today. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. And um, I will see you all soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.